Macy's Backstage has everything to help you get a fresh start, including active gear from brands you love. Reebok, Fila, K-Swiss, and more. Hurry in and find the best booties of the season, starting at $19.99. And pamper yourself. Bring the spa home with fragrant candles, aroma diffusers, even salt lamps, starting at just $5.99. Best of all, look for incredible markdowns in every department all month long. Macy's Backstage. Off price, on trend, arriving daily. Find your store at Macy'sBackstage.com. Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for Real People, Real Topics, Real Talk. Let's Face It. Happy Sunday, everyone. It is Sunday, August the 2nd, 2015. We are officially kicking off Season 2 of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We're your hosts. I'm Will Strayhorn. And I'm Alicia Brown. Awesome. Welcome back, Alicia. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, How have you been? I have to say I have missed this show. Um, you know uh, what, actually, me though? Me too. Yeah. Me too. You, I have to redeem you. You have been redeemed. Uh, um, I'm waiting. You know, I'm waiting. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen that often. Um, <laughs> I always complain that you overwork me. Not saying that's yeah. not true. But the three mm-hmm. weeks mm-hmm. off from the show, I have just been completely overwhelmed. I mean, if you yeah. talk about business opportunities, work opportunities, um, yeah. It's been overwhelming. So you know what? It wasn't just you. And and what I'm learning is that neither one of us needs time off from the show because apparently we get extra time and we just do extra stuff. So I'm glad to be back live. Um, you know, Sunday is just not the same without the hustle and bustle of the show. But how right, have you right, been? Right, right, right. I've been good. I, I Like I said, I knew that July was going to be a busy month for me doing my other ventures. So I knew, yeah. you know, I wanted, I always wanted to have uh, a month where the host could take off um, just to regroup, to, you know, refresh your, yeah. your creative juices and everything. And July was the month I decided on. So that time when you kind of approached me with some resistance, I said, you know what, midway of July, she's going to thank me. She's going to thank me because it was a good time just oh, to refresh. You know, we still talk. <laughs> we were still dealing with the show, um, yes, coming up God. with ideas for this season. This season is going to be hot. So um, I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited. I'm excited about tonight. And, you know, yes. we had auditions. And thank you for all, I think it was like 127, 124 no, people that voted. it was 200 voted. and something. Um, 200 and was something it? votes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, after, between you're email right, right. and the, yeah. Yeah, so oh, we yeah. want to thank all of you, all of you, definitely for tuning in um, and then voting, casting your vote. We had, we had quite a few people who apply to be host for this season yes. but we did choose um the four that we thought were the creme of the crop and you know it was unanimous we had to hire all of them so they're here tonight and they're going to yes. take this time now alicia you go ahead and take it from here yeah because they're amazing they're amazing yes and they're going to make my life so much easier thank you jesus <laughs> oh, Lord. 
See, like that right there where I, you know, hit buttons and stuff. I won't have to worry about it because they're going to make my whole life easier. Thank you, Lord. See, that's how excited I am to be back. But, you know, at this time, we want to officially welcome the new crew, all four of you. And just for those that may not have been on the show two weeks ago, the live show where you auditioned, or just in case they don't remember, please reintroduce yourself to our listening audience. And I think Danielle, is Danielle here with us? Oh, yeah. I believe she is. Hold on a minute. Danielle? Hello? Yes, I hey. have Danielle. See, I told hey. you, I need some help, y'all. I need some help. So tonight, <laughs> my hands are just touching up. I got you. I got you. I'm going to try this one more you. time, y'all. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. This is Danielle, and I'm a life coach. I work with a nonprofit, Achievable Greatness. That was my baby that I created to help young people and young adults with personal and professional development skills. Uh, since I have started Achievable Greatness, I have been bombarded with ladies who are interested in realizing their own dreams. So, that's how I started Danielle Boo's Coaching and Consulting, where I help individuals realize their dreams. Now, this could be starting a business. This could be transitioning from being a stay-at-home mom into the workforce and how to get your ducks in a row to make that happen or accountability and empowerment because some people just struggle with being accountable and uh, want some help with empowering themselves to take it to the next level. So that's uh, my business platform. Now, I learned about Let's Face It Radio from the lovely Alicia, and I said I had to be a part of this platform because I am amazed at the ability to be able to share and change lives. So when I saw that they had co-hosting opportunities, I jumped on it, and I worried Alicia to kind of figure out how to get my foot in the door. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. right. to be part of the family now, and I'm looking yeah. forward yeah. to tonight's show. Um, it's going to be a game changer I'm going to be sharing with myself, so it's exciting. So I'm yeah. glad mm-hmm. to be part of the family. All awesome. right now. And next we have the lovely Shay. Good evening, everyone. This is Shay Malone. I am a certified Christian life coach with For His Glory Consulting, and I work with uh, emotional well-being and healing, especially um, emotional roadblocks that were rooted in childhood trauma and emotional neglect. Um, So, yeah, um, I really enjoy what I do. I also do outreach. So I do speaking and I do a series of community workshops. I have one coming up August 15th on sex and marriage. Can't wait. All right. Cannot wait. And um, I was, like Danielle, I was excited for the opportunity to co-host because we believe um, that having the conversations that everybody wants to have but nobody's really having is what really helps people break free. So I'm excited and I'm glad to be here tonight. All right, and we're glad to have you. Yes, we have my girl, Liz. Liz G. 
<laughs> Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Good evening. Um, I'm Liz Garrett. Um, I'm a young professional um, from Richmond, Virginia. Um, I'm about to start tapping into the real estate market, um, but right now okay. I work as an administrative assistant at a therapeutic day treatment facility for children. Wow. Awesome. And I love and last everybody. But certainly not least. Yes. As well. No, I just love how everybody has that community ascension where, you know, yeah. we're talking about tonight's yeah. confession show. They're dealing with the different mm-hmm. areas that people are having problems with. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yes, we discussed it. Yeah, exactly. Last but not least, we have Mr. Nathan Whitfield, who's on location right now. What's going on, Nathan? Yeah. I tell you, I am so excited to be a part of this awesome panel my fellow co-hosts who are just doing it in the community have these big positions and these big titles. <laughs> I recently go. was released from prison, yeah. and I'm just so happy that Alicia <laughs> and Mr. Will Strayhorn gave me oh, such Jesus. an opportunity that I could come on a show <laughs> such as this with all of these oh, well-rounded and educated women and men wow. and bring my own street and hood credibility to the show <laughs> and make it, you know, a little more interesting for those who don't know that lingo. So I just oh, want to okay. say thank y'all okay. for allowing me to be a thank part you. of this show. And I'm Nathan well, Whitfield. Nathan Will Whitfield, you always had a certain... Je ne sais quoi to the show. Yes. So, so thank you exactly for what I've been looking for today. I was in Sephora looking for the je ne sais quoi because I knew you were going to need it for the show tonight. You know what? I think I think that's a nice segue right there. That is a beautiful yeah. segue because we were not stupid. On this show, we needed to make sure on season two that we had the help of a professional therapist, even yes. though, unfortunately, Nate, she is not going to be able to spend all her time with you tonight. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. I want you, well, you know, we always said that, Will, it was our joke, that we probably could use a few sessions on, you know, exactly. a therapist. Exactly. So we just decided to bring the therapist to us because we just really don't have that amount of time, and you know. Mm-hmm. So, I want you to give a let's face it welcome to licensed professional therapist Felicia Garrett of Renewed Perspectives. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. I am wonderful. You all have great chemistry. <laughs> That's because we all need thank some help. But, but, but thank you. <laughs> we all, as you will hear about later, we all need some help. So oh, we, yeah, we thank you. I believe I need help, but I'm great Well, praise the Lord. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Could you could you tell us a little bit about who you are, your practice, and the type of services that you offer? Of course. Well, I am Felicia Garrett. I do have a um, a practice, a counseling practice, offering individual, family, and couples counseling here in the Portsmouth area of Virginia. Um, I've been in this business or in the counseling profession um, officially for about five years, um, six years, 
Um, however, I feel like I've been a, a therapist my entire life. Um, anyone who, who knows me from my past knows that I would sit and listen and talk to you, and I'm going to help you figure it out. I love the fact that therapy allows people to, um, I believe it was one of the um, new co-hosts that said, have the conversations that they often avoid having. And I love yeah. being able to facilitate that and help couples, help an individual get to that place and find themselves so that they can be a better person. And it's therapy. A lot of times people think you only come to therapy when you have a problem. But sometimes, you you know, you can just come to therapy because you want to be better. Uh. And I love having those opportunities to help people become better. So renewed perspectives is simply just about that. Renewing your perspective because once you change, you, um, once you change your mind, you change your experience. Once you change how you think right. and your thoughts, you change your experience. Okay, right. that Wonderful. is really on point with tonight's show. Yeah. But what yeah. I want to do is remind the listeners the phone lines are open. Um, so we're going to start talking about some confessions as well as some things in the media. If you have a confession. Or, okay, I'll be fair, if your friend, you want to confess something <laughs> on your friend, maybe it's not you that has the confession, but you want yeah, to know something right. about a friend you know. Okay, yeah. you mm-hmm. can call us, one seven one three nine five five zero seven nine three. And if you want to be live on the air, you would press option one. Um, and also, as we go through tonight, there might just be some feedback on something we said um, that you want to give, or again, maybe you have something you want the therapist advice on, or your friend, um, certainly call in and do that. We we open that up to you. Right. Awesome. Well, with that being said, let's get right into it. You know, since we've been away, so much is going on in the media. Um mm. So many things in this past week. But we're going to start off a little bit, you know, with the morning of Bobby Christina, you know, all that went down with her. For those of you who perhaps were vacationing on Mars and don't realize that Bobby Christina, who is the daughter of the late Whitney Houston, you know, she was found in January face down in her um, unresponsive in the bathtub in the house in Atlanta that she shared with her um, fiancé slash play-play brother, um, Nick Gordon. And, you know, she was placed in a medically induced coma ever since then and was really no favorable prognosis for that. So she she just recently passed away. Um, But for a long time, you know, we didn't hear what was going on, and she was just on life life support. I think Bobby Bobby Brown, who was, I think, legally her next of kin, one time had um, the, the decision or the power of attorney over her, and then it went to Pat Houston, and then there was, like, a, a conflict. I understand also there was a conflict at the funeral with Pat Houston and Bobby Brown's yeah. sister. But the whole yeah, thing totally. going on, you know, she was on life support, and the doctors really had no hope for her. So it's pretty much Bobby Brown just wanting to hold on to her, you know. So my question I want to ask each of you is, you know, would you want your family to keep the faith and keep you on life support as long as possible or just to let you go? Danielle speaking, it's Danielle. Um, okay. I, it's a catch-22 for me. So personally, for myself, I would want them to let me go because that's just expensive to to keep me mm-hmm. along. But then when I think about, like, my grandmother, I don't want her to ever leave. So um, right. from a personal perspective, 
I wouldn't want them to hold on to me and inquire this bill if if there's no hope. But I can understand you not wanting to let go of that loved one as well. So. Yeah. Well, this is Nate, and of course I got to tell you that I need you to hold on for dear life. I mean, I don't want y'all to touch that smile. And if the hospital lights go out, y'all better go find me a generator. Y'all hear me? Y'all hear me? These are my confessions. I want to be on to Jesus. I want Jesus to come get me. Oh, we ain't going to hold you that long. I'm sorry. (laughs) It just costs too much money. We we ain't going to be able to do that. Sorry. (laughs) Good Lord, have mercy. I guess that's another question, though. Like, what happens if your like if your insurance runs out, can you still mm. be kept alive, or do they just have to pull the plug because you don't have no more money? You know what? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm pretty much because I know that plug. <laughs> you think? Well, actually, you could probably go and get an extension cord <laughs> and take it out the window. <laughs> I doubt it's that easy. I doubt it's that easy. Okay, okay. You are something Help. else. Yeah, but, yeah, um, I think mm-hmm. I would want to. I, you know, I don't know. From a, a humanistic point of view, I would just say, you know, let me go. But I know that God in the last minute can come through for you. Um, I've mm-hmm. been in situations where it did not look good, and um, not to the point where I was about to die, but, you know, I, I myself probably thought it didn't look good, and God came through and changed the situation. So um, All right. that's, a, that's, 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 you know, if you believe in prayer, that is the time where you would really want to pray and definitely not move until you get confirmation from Jesus, like in a letter form or something. That you know, mm-hmm. I'm familiar. You to I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah. A letter yeah. form. Lord have mercy. Something. You gonna get a letter, okay? You gonna get a letter from Blue Cross Blue Shield or whatever your insurance company <laughs> uh, is telling you it's over. Your coverage is finished, and they gonna pull the plug. That's what's gonna happen. And I'm going to take that plug, and I'm going to take it to the store across the street. You know what? Because somebody got electricity somewhere. (laughs) Oh, help us, Lord. What other media events do we have? Yes. Let us pray. I know there was that big, big hoopla about the cat. Oh, yeah. The hoopla about the cat. So while the world was mourning Bobby Christina, um, some of the world was also mourning Cecil the Lion, who Mm. was killed, and he was killed illegally. So apparently he was one of the, one, apparently they're endangered, and he was one of the few that was not supposed to be hunted and killed. Uh, There's American Dennis, who went out on a game hunt, and he said he didn't know anything about it. However, he also apparently has something of a shady history when it comes to hunting. Uh, so there has been, I got I got an email from Change.org for a petition about Cecil the Lion. There's some pretty good points about um, asking the U.S. to protect endangered species. But I also saw a couple memes that said, Cat Lives Matter. Uh-huh. Now, this is kind of a sensitive time to just throw lions in with black lives. Um, so, uh, in saying uh. that cat lives matter, do y'all feel like it cheapens the idea that black lives matter? Does it feel like a slap in the face? 
or should we This still is me. Take- I got to go first. <laughs> now, y'all know oh, they got to take the story off of us, right? They always do something. Whenever we have a struggle going on, Charlie they come up with something Charlie. else so they can take the issue off us. Now they're talking about cat laughs. Now, well. however, I do want to say to the doctor, because you out there somewhere, he done went in hiding because he knew he was wrong. So I think we should go hunt him. Okay. Oh, my God. Can I put that on the radio? <laughs> yeah. Listeners, please don't follow that advice. We're we going to get him help as we speak. We're getting him some help, some therapeutic but you know resources. <laughs> so, um, I think it was Mia Farrow. She did tweet his address. That yeah. was a big thing that they were talking about. She tweeted oh his gosh. address out. To she people. pulled so the down. She was trying to stick people on there. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Donald gave the phone number to somebody else. She gave the address. Well, y'all know they shut his dental office down. There were so many people. But you know what? I think he did that. I think that was more of his doing. <laughs> well, no. They shut it down. They shut it down. Yeah, they, he closed. I never heard that. I didn't hear that. Yeah, he's he closed. Uh-huh. But here's my Close thing. Behind how, Cecil. How can y'all not find him? I, I'm just saying he's one person. How is it that you can't find him? Because he's no rich. Problem. I mean, he, he has rich, money. Alicia. He, he ain't that rich, country. boo. He's rich. He over there killing bass for nothing. He's rich. Bears. <laughs> when were you go in the woods? You, killed the you ain't got too. enough money to go in the woods and kill no bass? So you got to get up and go to work in the morning. This Thank man you got so money. He go kill bass. Thank you, Nate. Thank you for bringing me back. I barely got, I barely got the resources to go kill a fish. You're right. That's why I go to the seafood market. <laughs> Just going to seafood market is already filleted. You didn't violate no laws. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? As we said earlier, you know, tonight's show is all about confessions, and when we come back from this break, we're going to open Pandora's box with, you know, Uh-oh. some revelations. We have people who've already submitted some things in, and then the co-host. Ourselves, we're going to, you know, drop our mask and we're going to come forward with some oh, things Jesus. that we hope, you know, will help people out. That's the whole purpose that we're doing it for is so that we can um, help other people. You know, we yeah. I don't think you go through things for you to keep it yourself. God brings Amen. you through situations for you to help somebody else. So, you know, we're going to yeah. take a quick commercial break. I do want to remind you, I do see some people on the line. If you want to speak or respond to something, make sure that you press 1. Um, but you can call one seven one three seven one three nine five five zero seven nine three and press one to share your confession or your comment or anything live on the air. So you're listening to Let's Face It and we'll be right back. People are always talking about the stock market, always looking to invest in a good opportunity, something with the potential to grow. So what if you could invest in the future, the future of kids, like a stock, not the kind of stock where you invest to make money, but a stock for social change, a whole new kind of investment called Better Futures. When you invest, it helps students like me go to college, which ends up making the future better for everybody. I could be the first college graduate in my family, the first district attorney from my neighborhood. And if I'm the first, then maybe there will be a second and a third. This can really be the start of something. 
My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. My name is Japal. Two years ago, I received a kidney transplant. For seven and a half years, I was a patient receiving dialysis. But after my transplant, my strength and energy came back. I was able to find and marry the love of my life. I appreciate being able to be the husband that she deserves. My kidney transplant gave me my life back. You have the power to donate life. Be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. To find out how, go today to DonateLife.net. Hey, Russell Wilson here, and I know how important exercise is. It's essential. It's essential. With Play 60, United Way and the NFL are helping kids stay active and play at least 60 minutes a day. Healthy kids. Healthy kids. But what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org slash play60 because great things happen when we live united. Donate, donate. Are you guys going to do that every time? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back, season two premiere of Let's Face It. And we are getting to the most important part of the show, probably the part you're all waiting for, the actual confessions. Um, Again, we have a licensed therapist in the studio. Um, We've given you the phone number. Again, that's 1-713-955-0793. Um, and you can press one to be live on the air if you want to join in the conversation. Um, but you know what? Before we go to that, I want to ask Felicia Garrett: Is confession always good for the soul? We hear that cliche, but is that true? It depends on what you're confessing, the reason that you're confessing it. Um, so, yes, confession can be good for your soul if it is something that is condemning you or something that is burdening you. But it, I think it also matters of who you're confessing it to and the reasons you're confessing it. If it is just mm-hmm. to, to bring harm or to, if it is going to do more harm to that person, meaning you're confessing something that you know that is going to be detrimental to someone, um, not out of kindness or concern, but just out of malice and vengeance, then, uh. then you, you you have to really think about that. So it's not so much that, the, yes, the confession can be good for your soul, but the motive behind it is very important. Oh. Now, there goes some food for thoughts. So, you know, yeah. I, I shouldn't have a confession like this person really gets on my nerves and um, I want to punch them in the nose. That would be malicious and 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 not friendly. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I'll scratch. And if you have ball. anything to say to me, you can say it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nate. That that wasn't. No. Oh, I'm, well, for me. Okay. I, I'm I'm gonna be quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? Okay. But you know what, Danielle? I know you had shared some interesting facts with me about confessions and the top secrets that Americans keep. 
Yes, uh, I enjoyed actually doing a little back research on this topic to see what are the key secrets that Americans keep. And a lot of these secrets are taboo secrets. So the first one that came up was a sexual preference or sexual turn-ons. That's something that people don't really like to share. Uh, The second thing Mm. that wasn't new to me was affairs, having these Mm. secret relationships. Um, that was the second one. And the third one was a, a, a few different things all wrapped up into one. They talked about addictions, sexually transmitted diseases, and a criminal mm. history. Now, I know why you're trying mm-hmm. to keep all that secret. Um, wow. The fourth one, <laughs> income <laughs> and debt, was number four. People will try to talk about how, how their money situation is and and um, what their income is. And the uh, last one, which I thought was pretty interesting, was the issue with race and ethnicity and how um, there are people who, who keep that kind of secret. And um, we have a, we had a recent case about a lady who was trying to be black. So um, uh-huh. I found that an interesting topic. So uh, a lot of these different secrets are wrapped around things that may be considered traditionally socially inappropriate so people want to keep it to themselves and not share. Um, those, mm. those were the top five secrets that I found that Americans seem to be keeping. And, you mm. know, like you said, a lot of those make sense. But that that one on the, the Rachel, I want to say Dozelle story, that just, I'm not going to say it's the first time that every, anyone has sort of lied about their race. I mean, it's happened throughout history, but that just took me for a loop. I mean, you're the president of the Spokane chapter of the NAACP. You're teaching Africana Studies at Eastern Washington University. The only reason people knew that you were not black was because, you are you know, it was a local news station that interviewed her parents, and they said they were both white just like her daughter. And according to reports, uh, she said that it caused her to lose various employment opportunities, and now she's doing hair to make ends meet. She's doing hair. That was her fallback. She braiding hair. Yeah. Mm. So she is doing black people hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Cornrows and everything. (laughs) Should have known. Oh, baby. (laughs) Well, you know, and then the other part of that story, you know, she didn't just lie and say she was black. Um, She made up some lies. Uh, Her father was black, and then they were forced to move from the Deep South after he assaulted a police officer. You know, her her family had to hunt for food with bows and arrows, and they lived in a teepee. And then she even went as far as saying that her black adopted brother is her son. And then her parents, the one that said, you know, we're white like she is, they might not be her parents. I know she was saying, you know, she could take a DNA test. Because they, you might find they're not her parents. Um, but then she take it. That, that, mm-hmm. that she take the DNA test. I, I never heard reports that she did, so I, I guess that was one that they just didn't do. But yeah, um, that's not just your regular lying secrets, you know, thing. Again, deflecting back to therapist Garrett, um, what is your take on why someone? Make such an elaborate lie. Go through that extreme. Exactly. Yeah, that, illness. that goes down to there's an illness there. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And there may be various reasons why um, this connection with her family, um, needing to uh, develop a different identity. Um, there's various things, and she really needs to sit down and have some very intense therapy um, because there's a lot behind that. You went to those extremes where you're not only lying about your race, you are lying about various or being untruthful about various things, you know, various um, areas of your life and presenting yourself as something else that you're is something that you're not when all she really could have done was really just been herself and still accomplish all of the things that she accomplished if those were her desires. She just mm-hmm. she had to be motivated differently. But what motivated her or what kept her going was this lie. And so that is totally different than your, you know, your, I guess your everyday secret or something you don't tell or a confession. That is truly a different, um, creating a different identity. And also there is some definite mental health illness in her life. So do you think that people that have identity issues with their own self, they they create stories like this to make themselves feel better or feel a part of something? Yes, definitely so. If you um, it just think about back as a, as a child or think about children, a lot of times children create, um, what do you call it, like an imaginary friend, or they create their exactly. own little land of make-believe. Um, that's them. That's where they, you know, that's their happy place. And there's maybe the way that they want things to be or what they fantasize about. Um, what happens is what, where the trouble becomes where the, excuse me, where it becomes a issue is is when we can't uh, differentiate between reality and fantasy. Wow! And she and she allowed us to mix whatever it was in her mind that saying, "Oh, now I'm going to be an African American woman, and I have created this, you know, father that no one knows." But I think she took pictures with the man. Um, all of these things she she created. This isn't just the I broke the glass. Let me tape it back together or put it back together with super glue. No, she created a whole different set of change. So yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, um, hmm. I'm, I'm still I'm still perplexed. I, I'm still I just don't understand. <clears throat> Excuse me, but like you said that. Is a whole other mental health issue, um, mm-hmm. and it happens all the time. But you know, mm-hmm. we yeah. had one confession as far as lying and taking. You know, just to show how easy it is. Once I start a lie, uh, I may have good intentions. How it keeps going, it's a snowball effect. I know um, Danielle and I were talking about that one. <laughs> Yes, and I have a story. Um, this is a confession that I'm going to read to y'all so y'all can see a little bit about lying. Okay, so oh. here we go. This is how it starts. It says, me and my wife have been married for over four years. We have a great marriage and everything is good. We both agreed when we got married that we didn't want kids. Fast forward for years, and everyone is putting pressure on us to have kids. My parents repeatedly asked us what they are going when are they going to get grandchildren. We kept putting it off and making excuses until we grew tired of the constant questions. So 
So we said, we're pregnant. At first it seemed innocent enough, but we knew that we wouldn't be able to keep going. So my wife claimed she had a miscarriage. Once you start a lie, it's hard to stop. Friends and family Mm -hmm. kept saying we could try again. So So no, we have faked four miscarriages. Four. And it's gotten so bad that my dad gave me a blank check and said, do what you need to do. My parents are not rich and do not have the money to be so generous, but that shows you how much they want us to have kids. What should we do? Is it just as hard to keep faking? It's just as hard to keep faking pregnancies and miscarriages as it is to make excuses and explain that we don't want children. If me and my wife are happy not having children, it shouldn't be anyone else's damn business. Why can't oh, oh. leave us alone? Let us be happy and worry about their own damn life. Ooh. All right. Somebody's feeling Somebody's feeling that. Thank you. Oh. Whoever. Um, okay. I'm I'm just gonna leave that to y'all, whatever y'all feel about that one there. Well they already told us ain't none of our damn business. <laughs> <laughs> or they had concerns or were more concerned with what everyone else thought than they were about their feelings. Their feelings mm. were that they didn't want children. They both agreed to that. So if they were comfortable and confident in that decision, they could have very well expressed to their family and friends, yes, people may have been offended or maybe they would have been hurt or, wow, we're not going to have grandkids by them or whatever, but they would get over it, especially if they were confident in it. But now they have carried this on four fake miscarriages. Uh, Come on. Uh, and just crazy. Why you got to add characters to the story? When I lie, I just lie for myself because I can't keep <laughs> up with a whole bunch of people all you in my what? story. I got to keep you up with my own what? story, so I just add my own character, oh and I God. am it and solely it. <laughs> Wow. Oh, okay, Nate. Oh, okay. I'm almost no, dead, Nate. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. Is it because you have to. Look, I got a confession for y'all, too. Oh, Lord. Now, my guy, ahead. he really needs some help. So, y'all, not only pray for him, but y'all really give this man some help. Now, he said that his is more of a question more than a confession. He and his wife been together now for 10 years. And for the 10 years that they've been married, she's been faking her orgasm. Oh. Well, in the beginning, he didn't really care. You know, he was getting his, so he said, hey, do you want to fake her? That's how she's going to do. You know what? But now that they done been together for so long, he feels as though it hurts his feelings. You know, his feelings are involved. And he said, but what's really embarrassing is he found out about the fake. He, even though he knew, but he overheard her telling her friends and oh. sharing this with them 
which kind of embarrassed him because he don't know how to please his wife. Mm-hmm. And he said, at this point, it makes him not want to try. What matters even worse is that the fact that one of her girlfriends keep making a play for him. Oh. But now he's seriously considering giving the girlfriend a chance. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, at first he was insulted, but since I'm no longer in the mood to have sex with my wife, maybe I should give her, maybe he should give the girlfriend an advance and see if he can make her have an orgasm. <gasps> what y'all think he should do? <laughs> what? Y'all don't want to know what I say he should do. So I'm going to let the therapist go on because she's going to give him some sound advice. Well, actually, they okay. not, before we do that, I really want to know what you think he should do. I'm scared, but go, go ahead and tell us. I, I can't say it on the air because Will is giving me this opportunity on oh, my okay. parole. And oh, I don't okay. want to violate I'm my parole. Notes. I'm taking Never notes mind. right now, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, well, we're going to go straight to the therapist. We're not going to ask you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this gentleman and his wife have been married for 10 years, correct? Right. Okay, so they've been married for 10 years, and he's found out that she yes. has been faking the orgasm for the entire 10 years. He knew it from the beginning, but he didn't really care. But now okay. it's starting to hurt his feelings because he feel like he can't please his wife. Okay. Mm. Well, what what I would suggest for this for this husband is that him and his wife sit down and have a very um, real conversation with each other. That he not mm-hmm. uh, make things worse by now responding to the friend who is being fast and floozy. He need to mm. ignore that, and him and his wife need to sit down and really have a heart-to-heart conversation, being real, honest, truthful, and telling him telling her how he feels and her, again, expressing maybe there's something that they can do to help her reach that orgasm, you know, in their intimacy. But they won't be able to do that if they're not talking to each other. She's talking to her friends, he's hearing it, and now he's hurt. And now the friend has heard it, and now she's, you know, making a pass for her her girlfriend's husband. No, that's that's including more drama. They need to sit down and really have a a very honest conversation. And if they're honest with each uh other, they can fix the problem. Which goes back to what you stated earlier, because that was your number one of the five top secrets Mm -hmm. of sexual preferences and turn-ons. I don't think I can just lay there. I ain't going to fake it too long. <laughs> At some point, I got to say, wait a minute, honey. It's more than um, to fake it. You got to give me one. Can I get one? <laughs> um, you know what I think? It's time for another confession. Lord have mercy. I'm going to have a sign by the FCC. I can feel it coming. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. Well, on a lighter note, we do have a small confession that was submitted. Um, I start fights with my girlfriend so we can break up every time I meet an attractive woman I'd like to sleep with. I mean, if we're on a break, it's not cheating, right? Okay. 
Now, did he mention he do this around or does this around Valentine's Day, birthdays, or holidays? Because he did not mention that. Okay, because see, I can understand it almost if that was the only reason. But then when you get to that other part about the attractive woman thing, um, no, sorry, that's just no. Well, Liz, oh. my 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 response is gonna be do you because if your girl lets you keep coming oh. back, then okay, <laughs> yeah, All right. Everybody got something to do for us. Exactly. We we not playing the um, roller coaster ride, but so when you exactly. go, you go. <laughs> but you never know. She might be doing her thing when they're on the break too. So oh, maybe you know, practice safe you know. sex, please. STDs was on that list. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, yes, you know, yes, that was, was number two. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. See, I'm keeping up. Oh, that was number three. I'm keeping up with the list. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so the much. The doctor has been right today. Well, research is good. Mm-hmm. It is good. God okay. is good. Yes, so it's research. So I have a confession, okay. and it wasn't on the list. Uh-oh. And I need to say in advance, don't judge me. Well, who are you, first of all? Who's speaking? Oh, Who's sorry. Speaking? This is Shay. I forget oh, we're on right. the radio. Y'all can't hey, see my Shay. Hi, sorry. Um, so I have a really bad habit of being on my phone while I drive. Uh-oh. Which... You text and drive? No, see, you, you, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear the tone in his voice when he said it? That's judgment. Um, she just told you don't judge her. I just she didn't even get the text. She could be on her Bluetooth. She didn't say <laughs> nothing. She said she was on her phone. She said no, she was on the phone. I'd be on my phone when I drive, too. I'm going to be honest, though. I'm oh. mostly online. Oh. It's a hold of I have a reading addiction that nobody wants to put me in a support group for. Oh. So I had the reading addiction, and I used to read books when I drove. And now that what? I have cell phones, what? well, not while I was driving. Okay, oh, I was about to say. What about like audio I said, books? Like audio I said, books? don't. No judgment. Don't no judgment. You're right. So it's not. But see, I just want to let you know that you're number three on the list. <laughs> you're the number three oh, secret. I, yep, addiction. Okay. I was wrong. I'm up there. What well, Shay? Yep. Let me let me just help you. I, I just want to say this. You have a reading addiction. I do. I, I'm gonna put in this shameless plug. You know, I've already published one book. Um, book number two is coming out August fifteenth. Oh, Actually, that's the live book signing. <laughs> um, it'll be available before then. But God from nice. Death to Life. Nice. So you know, honey, anytime you want to have that went your reading addiction. All in yeah. I, you, I, got, I will have two books available for you. Please read, read, and commentary. Go buy on Amazon. You know, since you got an addiction, I thought I would help. That's all. I pre- Wait, are you right helping here. or enabling me, Alicia? She's enabling you. For a okay, that might be, that might be my confession. That might be a cue for my confession. I don't know, but we'll do yeah. that later. <laughs> oh, okay. That's Wait. to enable people. You know, Alicia. Oh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus. Okay, I'm going to say that for later. We go, yeah, we're going to let <laughs> okay. that part go. But I understand. I understand. Anybody else want to share one of their personal confessions? This is Danielle, Danielle, and I have been going back and forth about this confession because I don't want everybody in my business. I know that's right. I think that uh, I'm at a place to share because 
me sharing might help someone else who's going through this who may be uncomfortable with sharing. So um, mine, we've been playful, but mine's a little serious. But we, we're not going to bring mm-hmm. out the tissues if we can help it. But I want to let okay. you know, um, I, my 13-year-old daughter is my world. And over the last year, she's been struggling with mental illness. And we've been doing it kind of silently. Only those who are close to me are aware of what's going on. Um, she's had four stays in the hospital, and she's recently returned um, to be treated. And the ride has been tough on her as as a child and on the whole family because we're trying to, to be there and, and support her. And, and there's still a stigma in the black community where you don't really want to be the person to say that is you or your family member um, because you don't know what people are going to see or say or perceive because there are a lot of people who just don't have the education behind what that means. And so I I try not to tell people and deal with it, but then I come across people in my walk all the time who are struggling or might have a family member who's struggling. And I felt the need to share, um, to say that you're not alone. And in order to get help and to get uh, support, you have to let people know what's going on with you. And um, so I wanted to be open and say I I'm, I know I'm here to help people and I know I'm here to empower people and I struggle with trying to empower myself sometimes, but I know that there's a God who will hold on to me and hold on to my daughter. And I yeah. want people to take from my journey that you're not alone and that there are services out there, and if you are listening and you're going through the same thing and you need someone um, to help you find the resources out in the community, email me. Uh, my email is my name. It's info, I-N-F-O, at com. I'm going to spell my name out because it's a funny name. Um, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-D-O-O-S-E.com. Email me, and I will make sure you get the resources to help support you along the way. I'm sharing my my story with y'all, asking for prayers and good spirits for those who don't pray. And that's my confession, y'all. I got it out. Wow. Out in the, in, in awesome. the world. That was. I'm inspired by that. Thank you. Amen. 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 Now, Nate, make you me know. laugh, Nate. <laughs> huh? It makes you laugh. Well, I'm inspired. Well, I'm going to tell y'all my confession, too. I tell Uh-oh. you, it's going to be a bad confession. You you want to tell? Well, before we do that, I do want to say this. <laughs> I, I think, and I think a lot of us on this panel can say the same thing, um, and it's a good teaching point. You know, some of the people we really look up to, um, you can name anyone, whether they be in radio, whether they're in just, you know, magazines, they're famous, whatever it is. One of the things that makes them so effective is their personal struggle and what they're going through. And oftentimes they're, they're pulled upon to be a resource, to be a help to others. But a lot mm-hmm. of times people do not realize what they're going through. So, you know, you you talked about God, but I think that's just the redemptive power of pain and struggle and obstacles that oftentimes while you're going through, you're being a light to someone else and you're helping someone else. 
Um, and, and when you step forward and you share your confession, when you share your story, that helps someone else. But at the same time, for those who are going through the struggle with you or going through similar issues, they are able to now know what help you need, and maybe they have resources, or maybe this is a personal experience they have been through. So they're also able to be a support for you. Um, so I think, especially with us, you know, we're so in the business of helping people, helping people, helping people, that it's so easy for us to tire out and neglect ourselves or really just step up and say, I need help, because we're so used to being the help for everybody else. Um, but kudos for you for sharing that, because as you said, mental health not only is it a serious issue in this country, but it has a stigma. Um, it's looked down mm-hmm. upon when you go for help. It's looked down upon if you say, oh, I'm going to a therapist. But I think um, Felicia Garrett said it so beautifully. It's not always when I need help. I, I can go seek those resources before there is a problem. Definitely I want to seek them if there's a problem, but there may not be a problem. I might just need refreshment or I might need guidance or I might need, you know, just some insight. Um, So I I thank you again for sharing that, Danielle, because people need to know. People, People really need to know, especially when you're talking about something that deals with mental health, serious problem in this country, and people shouldn't be shunned into getting help. Right. Should not. Right. And well, I think you. It was another confession that someone anonymously written in that you had. You know what? I was sitting. There's another one that I was, I was scheduled to read, but you know what? I think I'm going to use my presidential veto right here because as what I'm looking say? through all these submissions, one <laughs> one caught my eye. You know, I'm looking at it and I'm tilting my head. I'm saying, wait a minute. I'm trying to find the email address that it was submit, submitted from. I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds a little too familiar. But I want to read uh-huh. it, and I think I actually want to get my Miss um, Garrett to chime in on this, or maybe the co-host, because I'm a little perplexed. This sounds a little well, I'm familiar, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. I'm scared. You're scared. I'm scared. But, okay, the title is Marriage Equality Laws Are Ruining My Relationship. I still can't oh, email address. But I really didn't think the laws would change this fast, or perhaps I was trying to put things off, period. I loved my partner for years. I told him I saw no point in us having a marriage ceremony if it wasn't legal. Okay, my head's tilting to the side. I told him that once things were different in our state, we would have a lavish ceremony. I'm squinting my eyes now. Um, The real truth is that I like things the way they are, and I have no desire to marry. I really care about him and want to spend the rest of our lives together, just not as a married couple. Now he's talking about getting married, having a baby, and I just don't have the heart to tell him, no, what should I do? Uh Uh-oh. Huh. Nate, what do you think they should do? (laughs) Just curious. Yeah, Nate. Nate. Nate's gone. Even Nate is Did Nate call get dropped? Yes, okay. he did. I heard him get dropped. <laughs> You're well, dropped. I think it's your area. Well, why are you asking me? Yeah. I ain't got time to be writing up no emails. <laughs> I'm just hey. hey you know I don't what? know if you would ask me subliminal. You know, I want to talk about that too with sister therapists on the line. 
Definitely. Talk about, Nate, free yourself. What you want to talk about? <laughs> I'm listening. We all listening. What you want to say? So, Miss Gary, what, what is your what is your suggestion for them? Um, I would go back again to saying, first of all, be honest. It is a very mm-hmm. you know sensitive situation. It can be, and mm-hmm. I know that there may be concern of not wanting to ruin the relationship, but you have to be honest. You have to be Mm -hmm. honest because one partner is planning a wedding and picking out baby names and looking Uh, up adoption or um, what do you call it, Uh, someone who can carry the child for them or things of that uh, nature. mm -hmm. And the other partner is trying to find the nearest exit, in a sense, so that they're not Mm -hmm. participating in that. So just be honest. You know, be truthful, this is not what I want, and allow that other partner to move on with someone else that wants that if that's their choice or either to be, to have the choice to say, okay, I understand it's not what you want. You know, I'm willing to adjust my desires so that I can stay with you. But give that person the choice. Don't don't be false or, or you know, present yourself as something that you're not. Be honest. Just be honest. Uh, right. That's the theme of the night. Just be honest, I see. Yeah. Mhm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So I think well, what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead. Miss Liz, did you have something to say? Was that you talking? Oh, no. I was just going to take us to a quick commercial break so we can get back to these juicy confessions from our hosts and co hosts. Okay. <laughs> So we do need to take a commercial. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. So we'll be right back. You're listening to Let's Face It. Hey, Nick Cannon here. So, of course, we all know there's lots of talent in America. But unfortunately, there's something else we've got way too much of. Childhood hunger. 17 million kids struggle with it in this country. But here's the thing. This problem is entirely solvable. Seriously, we already produce more than enough healthy, nutritious food in this country to feed every single last one of those hungry kids. We just need a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks is out there every day gathering surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across the country. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. We asked kids what it took to be a dad. This is what they had to say. A father is always present. I mean, what father, what real father figure can you have if they're not there? In order to be a good dad, you need to love, love your son. You need to put gas in your car so you don't break down in the middle of nowhere. And you need to make some breakfast. Yep. I mean, just to maybe um, play, like, a board game with me or to just stay home and play um, some video games with me. Just to do, like, that one little thing is what I really look forward to. I'm not asking him to be a perfect dad, but he should try. He's just a constant force in my life. There's no other type of love like a dad's love because it's not comparable to anything else. 
Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You must have thrown a thousand pitches teaching him to hit a home run. Spent countless Saturdays running routes so he could learn to hit an open receiver. Endless afternoons teaching him how to hit the three-pointer. But how much time have you spent teaching him what not to hit? Teaching boys that all violence against women is wrong is one of the most important things a man can do. Learn how to start the conversation at teachearly.org. Brought to you by Futures Without Violence and the Ad Council. Jason Alexander for the Will Rogers Institute. Everyone thinks they know about asthma, but did you know that over 15 million people in our country suffer from the disease? Or that it causes more hospital visits, lost work days, and school absences than any other chronic illness? That its symptoms, shortness of breath, tightness in your chest, and a persistent cough or wheezing can be signs of real danger. For your free booklet, visit WRInstitute.org or call toll-free 877-957-7575. And find us on Facebook and Twitter. Welcome back to Let's Face It and our season two premiere show entitled Confessions. This is Shay. Uh, you guys have heard my confession. You've heard some of our readers' confessions, a couple of the new co-hosts. But we haven't heard from Will or Alicia yet. Oh. Um. <laughs> um. Is that true? You know, um, um. Don't we need to take a commercial? We just came back, Alicia, baby. Come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, so much for that plan. Um, okay, Y'all got okay, okay, okay. Come on. Oh, Time okay. to confess. Uh, all right. I'm going I'm to free myself. <laughs> but, okay, I'm going to need the help of the therapist. That That's what I, I, I'm going to need. I, I'm going to need the help of the therapist because you know what? Here's the deal. People think this is funny. I mean, I know what I'm talking to my friends about it. They laugh. Um, they think it's funny. But, you know, it, it really isn't funny after the first or second time that it happens. Okay. So I, I'm just going to share this. Now, a lot of you know, you know, I part of my platform is I am Alicia Brown, the joy guru. I share my testimony as a childhood abuse survivor. Um, you know, whether it's writing or blogging, motivational speaking, or even the books, I constantly work with people of all ages, um, helping them identify the roots of anything they feel that holds them back in life or, or keeps them from fulfilling their dreams and their visions. Um, and like I said earlier, oftentimes what makes a person so effective and, and people are attracted to you is because these are the problems that you've dealt with. Um, sometimes you're still in the midst uh, of healing from that. Um, but what I find, and this was so odd for me, I want to say it doesn't happen to the majority of people I work with. Um, but in helping people, I will have every now and then a, a few women who will just attach themselves to me. Um, and when the relationship ends, I have to end it, and it ends very abruptly. Um 
the the kindness and helpfulness it goes from your being a counselor or or a helper to where you're there literally they're everything you know if if they have relationship problems with their sister and the sister did them wrong and and them and the sister broke up now you're their sister um if they don't trust other women then now you're the one woman that they trust or if you know their husbands or their lovers make them mad then you're the one that they use to say, well, you know, I don't need you because I can go and I can do things with Alicia. Um, or Alicia will spend time with me. And in a few circumstances, it has become so weird that when I'm sitting with my core friends and talking about this, you know, the first thing they do is they laugh and it goes, is it something you want to tell me? I mean, did, did y'all have like some type of whatever? And it's like, no, I, I don't think this person is not, they're trying to make a play for me or anything like that. I just think that some people, you find them in a broken spot, especially I think two of you are life coaches. You find them in a broken place, and they are looking towards you to help them. But I think some people have a dependency issue where they are all consuming of this one person, and this one person has to be their everything. And they look at this one person, and I'm sure that happens with the therapist. You're supposed to fix and right every wrong that has ever happened to them. And, and, and I don't know in those situations, by the time it escalates to where it has, I have no good way to end that relationship. Um, by this time, you're just too attached, you're too... You know, and I really want to, to, it's not that I don't want to help people, but I really think it's important to identify what is going on so we can not only avoid this in the future, but that you're not already hurting someone who is already hurt. So that, that that's my thing, and I, I, I just don't, for the sake of humanity, I don't know what to do about that. So, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it, you know, it is the weirdest thing, and people just don't get that. You gotta set boundaries, girl. Okay. You gotta see. set some boundaries and say sorry. Oh. I, I appreciate that you enjoy my company and all, but um, I, unless we um getting paid for this service and we we got some goals and objectives and some things to work through, some. Some, some actual steps to improve your situation. I can't do this because I got other stuff to do. Love and blessings. <laughs> Lord. Mm, <laughs> Can I use that as that line, love and blessings? Can I borrow that from you? <laughs> sure. I use it okay, often. I'm think. sure that um, the therapist has something much better to say because um, I can't deal with that kind of stuff. I'm sorry. That's, that's why it's I became just, a life coach. too much. Can't. Well, you know, actually, that's the reason why I no longer serve. Well, I guess unofficially I do, but I limit the amount that I serve as a life coach because I just couldn't do it. I, I just, I'm not saying that all clients are like that or that's your typical clients as a life coach. I just, I can't. I, I can't because I'm, I'm finding a lot of times there's that mixture of people really don't want help. They say uh-huh. they do. They scream uh-huh. they do. But they want someone to co-sign. 
They're not looking for solutions. They're not looking to better the situation. They want a cosigner. I want you to validate everything that I'm doing. Well, and if you're really helping charging, someone, you're not doing that. Yeah, I charge people for my time, and so that limits the wanting to just hang out because I, I, I don't got time for that. I got kids. Like, but you know, really. there mm-hmm. are people that will pay you. Well, if they pay me, then I, if the coins is right, I might be able to sit down and um, we can work through this together. You know, set up a payment plan. Oh, my God. Oh, but you know what? Okay, so back to the thing, though. It's being honest. It's being honest and letting them know they're making this a personal relationship when it's really a professional relationship. I like that. Okay. And like giving that. them the points, okay, this is what I see you doing. But in, within this professional relationship, that's outside of our boundaries. I'm huge on boundaries. I love me some boundaries. Yes, God. Yes. I like boundaries, too. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's something to think about going forward. All right. See, I, I knew y'all well, would help me out. I, I, I have a question would. for you, Alicia. I have oh, a question. Um. <laughs> I you 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 were speaking about well, okay. Are you speaking of people who are your friends, or these no. people who are professional relationships that you have? These are professional. Okay, so one of the things I think what uh, the other co-host said, um, both of them as far as boundaries, um, is very very important. Um, another thing is clear expectations of what the relationship is. I like it. Because if you don't have clear expectations of, you know, any time um, you have a professional relationship, that's what a contract does, that's what mm-hmm. this this is what we're doing, this is the service I'm providing, I'm providing you this, 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 you're going to provide me with this, this payment, you know, or whatever. So clear expectations there and being very careful not to um, – Establish if this is a concern dual relationships when your profe- when your professional boundaries are now crossed into personal. So if this is a professional relationship and then their significant other walks out, so now you become the fill in boo in a sense. That oh, that's a, a boundary has been crossed. That's that's that, not part of the the relationship. That's not a part of the expectations that we have. We don't have that kind of relationship. That to okay, back so. on what she just said, I, I I do that on the front end. So when we have our yeah. intro conversation, whatever, they have a paper that tells them what I do and what I don't do, and we sign it I together. Like that. Um, I like and so that. on the front end, I answer all the questions that I think I might have along the relationship to prepare them for what I'm not going to do. Oh, I like it. She said it's a great way. And then you also have to be, you also have to be um, mindful of what it is in you that, or what is it that you're doing, not saying that it's your fault, but what is it that you're doing that is allowing this to happen? Mm. And then addressing that. Yeah. All right. Because Hallelujah. your desires, your desire to help others, may be allowing you to put on your super fix it woman cape. 
to yeah. their needs that are beyond the scope of your relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, you 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 nailed it. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. So I'm gonna take, take like I tell the myself. Take the cape off. That's going to be my thing on my desk this week. Take the Superwoman Hero cape off. Yeah, don't take that off. Burn it. Don't let that go. Wait, wait a minute. I don't think I'm ready for the burning. Oh, oh. Let it go. Put it in a box. (laughs) But no, put it in a a box because what that does is then that allows you to be very clear in your relationship. And if it is a professional relationship, even if they have – a personal problem that's not that's not a part of your relationship. Okay, superhero Kate and boundaries. That's gonna be my mm-hmm. homework assignment for the week. Okay. Don't forget okay. love and blessings. Don't forget love and blessings. I, I got uh-huh. to write that one down. <laughs> love and blessings. All right. I'm gonna have to work on I that one. That as well. <laughs> Y'all keep me accountable. So. So now we have oh, yeah. um, Mr. Nathan Whitfield. He, he yeah, he got me to spill my guts. I ain't heard nothing from him, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> What's your Nate? What's your Nate? What you got, Nate? I've learned from the therapist tonight that confession is good for the soul, but not for the reputation. <laughs> so I'm gonna go ahead on and stuff mine back in my soul. <laughs> but you know what? I, I want to ask the therapist something because I have uh, something about myself that no one knows. But I have an insecurity where I don't know who I am. And I love, and I I used to be really mean when I was a little boy. Oh, Lord. I was a bully. Oh, my God. What? I'm about, to, I'm about to tell the story. I was a bully. But you know why I was a bully? Because I didn't want to be bullied. Oh. Mm, that's interesting. And I used to be. I'm saying I used to be a big bully, and if any of my listeners are out there, my fans, and I bullied you, I would like to apologize. <laughs> I was going through something in school, <laughs> but now in my older self, I uh-huh. have been. Um, I've been in a relationship for a while now, and I've committed myself to my relationship so much that I don't know who I am. Mm. So how do I find me? Well, I, that is a very common issue, though, when people have been in long-standing relationships, um, especially because when we're in a relationship, one of the things that we try to do is to we're becoming one with that person or we're trying to make them happy. So a lot of times it's very easy to lose yourself and make someone else, you know, make your partner happy. One of the things that I would encourage you to do is really spend some time with yourself mm-hmm. exploring things that that are that are fun to you or that you are interested in. And that is not an easy thing to do, especially when you're always with someone else or you're very busy, but really make yourself a priority. Spend some time you know, writing down some things that you want to explore, some things that you want to try to understand about yourself. I think one of the um, – I use this often, especially when I'm working with uh, women's groups, but one of the things I use often is, is there is a movie called The Runaway Bride with Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Yes. And there's mm-hmm. there's one scene in the movie where she did, he asked her what kind of eggs did she like. 
And she couldn't answer that. She said when I was with, you know, so-and-so, I ate them this way because that's what he liked. When I was with this person, I mean, she went down the list of all these different grooms. And so there's Mm -hmm. another scene in the movie where she sits and she's made all these eggs all different kinds of ways, and she's sitting there tasting them, trying to figure out how she likes her eggs. Something as simple as that can be life-changing. So really trying to figure out basically how do you like your eggs? What do you want to do for you? What is it that you like? What do you want to explore um, outside of just what you and your significant other um, interests are, but really understanding and getting to find you? And in doing that, would you suggest that I separate myself from it? Hmm, that, um, that doesn't have to happen, but it would it would be helpful for you to have a conversation, again, honesty, an honest conversation with your mate to say, you know, hey, I'm really struggling and trying to figure out who I am, so I want to really try to explore me. It's nothing against you, and you can do that with your in your relationship. It's just going to mean that, you know, there has to be an understanding there because you just can't be sitting and going off all by yourself and the other person doesn't know or understand what's going on because they're going to think it's personal. They're going to think that, you know, it's against them. So really having that conversation and being honest, and if there's mutual respect there, it can be done. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I have to read this one. I'm sorry. I I have to. Will, don't fire me. I know we're going to have (laughs) a show in season two about this one. But I got to read this confession because it irks my spirit. Um, The title of the confession is I Deserve to Be Happy. It's a few paragraphs, but I, I want you to all listen in. And here is how it goes. Please listen to my entire confession before passing judgment. All my friends tell me that I'm wrong and crazy, but I know that I'm not. My divorce is final, and soon my booze will be too. We've been good friends for over 18 years while he was married. Throughout that time, I was always encouraging him, giving advice, picking him up when he was down. No, I wasn't trying to control their marriage, but that is just who I am. I'm an encourager, and we were friends before he got married. Well, flash forward to year 17 of his marriage. Over the years, he had talked about how she was no longer there for him, how she didn't support him, and didn't do anything a wife was supposed to do. He even said that he talked to her and told her, why can't you be more like, and he put my name there. I never advised him to leave his wife or anything, but he kept comparing the two of us. He talked about how I was so positive, encouraging, and always headman, and gave him that kind of support that a man needed. He told his wife the same thing, and nevertheless, that caused tension. I was going through my divorce because after 20 years of being abused, having him neglect our daughters, and just not being the husband he should be, I had enough. At the same time, my friend and his wife separated. As we, do, as we drew strength from one another, we found that we grew closer together and now romantically. He said he had always been attracted to me, 
but I was married, so he decided to move on and married his wife. I really believe this is our second chance to have real love, and I think perhaps this is God's way of righting a wrong. Yet all my female friends tell me I'm wrong because he's still married and I'm interfering with the marriage. I just don't see it that way. It's not the paper, it's the commitment slash interest. Divorces take time, and in the state where we live, you're required to be legally separated for a year before you can get a divorce. If they're not together anymore and only talk to each other when it's about their child or divorce, I see no reason not to pursue this relationship. You can be in a marriage, but that doesn't mean that your heart is in it. Or, put it simply, you fell out of love. For once in my life, I deserve to be happy. All those who say I'm wrong for that are probably just jealous or afraid that another woman will take away their husbands because they don't do what they're supposed to do either. Oh, please, I would love to hear y'all opinions. (laughs) Oh, I have an opinion. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Wow. Well, it's Danielle talking, and uh, I think you need to keep God out of it because uh, oh. she referenced mm-hmm. that this was God's doing. Yes, no, but you're making some decisions. This is your doing, not God. So take that out. Well, oh. <laughs> that that kind of, mm, mm. but <laughs> to be fair, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to say that she's an adult. She gets to make decisions and live with the consequences that come with those decisions mm. that she's making. Um, but right. let's, let's not put God in the mix. Mm. That, that's well, my opinion. Yes, because Jesus not pleased. Jesus, Jesus <laughs> is not pleased. <laughs> Jesus not pleased. <laughs> well, her 17 well, year of mess, mm. that's just been a mess for years. That's but she said God right in the wrong. <laughs> I make mistakes. <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. Mm. Oh, if Maya Angelou was here, she would say, mm. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I mean, we laugh, and I think we all pretty much have the same opinion. But I'm finding that this is how people really are thinking. And it's oh, like, yeah. you know, you know, you believe. It, it's like this, this whole game to prove you're the better woman. Um. And, you know, I hear it so often as a single. Well, you know, they separated. Or, you know, uh, yeah, he married, but, you know, they, 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 they trying to get a divorce. And, you know, he, he got his papers filed. And there's like this whole, as if it makes a difference, you know. Oh, he separated. It's like there's no concept of the person's still married. They're still in a relationship. Whether he's committed or I'll be fair, she, it can be, you know, sometimes the, the shoe on the other foot. Whether the person is committed or not, they're still in a marriage. People mm-hmm. get back together in divorce court. So, yeah. you know, we talked earlier for about the other person. I think for the other person, that gives them validation because it's almost like, they really know it's not going to happen. I really know he's probably not going to get with me, but I'm going to let y'all know he he got a divorce. He got the papers. Uh, no, he ain't uh. getting with you. <laughs> and, you know, I, I really think a lot of times people really think he will. They really and, think that person will because well, you're the better woman. It does happen. It's in, in this particular situation, 
it sounds like they've been together for years, and he just happened to have been married, and she just happened to have been married. Uh, now, whether that's just her perspective, that might be the case. But this is basically what we call an emotional affair. Oh, she's wait been a minute. Wait he's a been minute. turning to this whole time. Mm-hmm. She's been his shoulder to lean on and to cry on. So mm-hmm. they've been together oh. for a long time. This is not the beginning of anything. This is like the middle of the story. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. me now, oh and the grass always look greener. Mm. Always, grass always Every look greener time. when you mowing somebody else's lawn. Oh, least <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> the wisdom of nature, my lord, Help Help oh, my lord. Yeah. But boundaries, and I think that was another thing because I have I've, I've met people like this, so it's not just a piece of paper. I, I've talked to people like this, and I just sit there. And I look, you know, I'm trying to keep a straight face, but I'm looking at you like, are you really serious? And I find out, yes, you are. And it's that helper, that helping thing. Well, I was just giving him good advice. You know, like they say in the letter, I'm an encourager. But I'm going to need him to cry on the shoulder of his wife because that's who he's married to. That's his That's what she should have been encouraging him to do. Encourage oh, you your, go tell that to your wife. To your wife. Yeah, just saying conversation I need to have. Uh-huh. Whether it's a problem or whatever, you need to go talk to your wife. That that's who your helpmate is. Go go get some therapy. Get some therapy. Hallelujah. Work through your issues. So. Talk to Jesus. Just don't talk to me. Thank you. Get married. Appreciate it. Hallelujah. And this is what always gets me. This is Shay again. Why not just wait? If it's if y'all are meant to be, mm-hmm. then why not wait up after he's divorced? Right. What is it that can't wait? I like that. Why don't you just wait? Well, y'all know I'm down for the side chick, so sometimes you just can't wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, we're going to let you be on that show. Maybe we'll interview you or maybe you'll just interview people because, um, you know, patience is your lesson for tonight. Patience. Patience. Oh, my, my, my. But you know what? Love you, but I ain't going to let you escape either. If they call me out, Mr. Will Strayhorn, you going to have to share your confession, too. I'm not going to share it all by myself. You know, you know we're, we're, I think we're out of time, unfortunately. No, I don't think we are. Thing. We are not out of time. <laughs> not at all. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid the bill. Jesus paid the bill. Uh, we got enough time for your confession. And since your name is on the show, see, it's Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn. And friends. The friends mm-hmm. have already talked. Okay. We spoke. I hope it's y'all feel sweet. my friends afterwards. Okay. Oh, Lord. Probably won't be, but we're not going to judge you. That's right. <laughs> we love you. Don't spill it. All we right. family. Remember, we family. We, Hallelujah. we stick together. Spill it, Will. Okay. Will, first I have to say that this is really weird for me, or this feels really weird for me. Um, it's kind of funny. It, it reminds me of the first time that we met. I, I don't know exactly. if you remember that. I but I, I remember do. the organizer for the event said that Will Strayhorn was coming. Um, mm-hmm. So I did my research. I'm like, oh, Will Strayhorn is coming. And just to remind the audience, just think, you know, this is a very short list of, God, an impressive resume of all the things you've done. 
but a multi-award winning hairstylist, makeup artist, styling imaging coach, media personality, of course. And, of course, if they haven't figured it out, you are also an entrepreneur, and you're the founder of the LFI brand, let's face it. Um, So that includes everything from the hair salon, the pageantry services, including makeup, and you also have a makeup academy where you've mentored and trained 10 freelance makeup artists. And you even personally continue to mentor others who look up to you and ask for your expertise. So with just that short list of everything that you've accomplished, most people would think that, you know, you're an ambitious person, you're successful, and there must be a strong sense of pride in that. But that's not really the case. So could you share with the audience what is your confession? Well, you know, we and I have talked quite a few times about whether or not I was going to discuss it or not because even with my publicist I was discussing because once things are put out there, you know, they're out there. Exactly. And my publicist has done a wonderful job of creating an image for my brand. And, you know, my my whole presentation looked apart. It's basically about, you know, putting your best foot forward, looking confident, appearing confident, um, putting your best foot forward, and I think I have done a good job in creating that illusion. But you know, behind closed doors, I'm I'm to pieces pretty much. Um, pretty much for all my life, I've suffered with extreme low self-esteem, low self-worth, um, depression, and just pretty much self-doubt. I pretty much talk myself out of everything. And it's just remarkable even hearing you run through those that list of things that I have accomplished, I still feel this feeling of being a phony that you couldn't be talking about me. That I'm not wow. worthy of it. Um, it's funny because I, I've heard this one word quite a few times when people talk about me. They're saying, you know, he's so humble, he's so humble. And I'm like, you know what, it's a very thin line between being humble and not feeling that you're worthy of it. And I think I'm more on the side of I'm not worthy of it. Um, And not in the humble sense, just the fact that um, I just don't feel like I'm I'm deserving of anything that um, is held in that high esteem. You know, I I love... Wow, there's so many points in what you said. There is, and I think it's something that a lot of people battle with, especially someone that has a certain level of success and accomplishment. A lot of people call it humility. But there are a lot of people, for one reason or the other, it's really a low self-esteem issue. And and you're correct because I've seen you in action. Um, you know, I've, I've been privileged, especially with the show, to go places with you, to share red carpets with you. And it's like people may not know who I am, but the minute I say the radio show's name and we get to the part about Will Strayhorn, they light up. You know, oh, yeah, I know Will. And people have nothing but good things to say about you. But you're correct. There is a – and I guess maybe it's because I know you – Um, Mm -hmm. for more than just the outside appearance, but there is that disconnect where it's like you don't really realize how you're received and that they're talking about you and that you're so well-received. 
I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be in your hometown. It can be out of state. You're so well received in so many different places and so many different outlets. But, of course, I have to ask you, what do you think is the root cause of why you feel this way? You know, Alicia, I wish I knew. I really wish I knew because I've been dealing with this pretty much all my life. Um, And I have done a a wonderful job of hiding it, I think. Um, Some people have mistaken me for just being extremely ambitious when really nothing is ever good enough for me. Once I do something, I realize either, number one, that it failed um, and I'm off to the next venture. Most people just say, oh, he's extremely ambitious. No. I get to a point I I consider something a failure and I'm off to the next project. Um, I've been dealing with this ever since I was probably in my early teens. Um, really? And I have a life coach now. Yeah, I have a life coach that I've been seeing. Um, I don't mind saying his name, Chuck Carrington out of Chesapeake, Virginia. He's an awesome life coach and a counselor. And okay. we're pretty much in the beginning stages of um, trying to find out where the root is caused. And then we've kind of narrowed it down to it's somewhere in my childhood, pretty much where everybody's problems and their issues begin yes. um, in my childhood. Um, I'm, I constantly seek validation. Um, and the validation lasts all but five minutes until I'm going somewhere else seeking validation. Um, and as we'll talk later on, that's really affected my life ever since I was probably about 12 years old. So wow. I, I, we, I haven't really gotten to the point in treatment where I can really pinpoint where the root cause of all this is. Again, I, there there's some talking points as well as some learning points from the things you've already said. Um, kudos to you for actually taking the step to realize that not only is this a problem, but this is something you need to address. Um, yeah. I do believe a life coach is great. And, you know, for many people, they, they get a little scary when you talk about therapists and things of oh, that yeah. nature. <clears throat> Exactly. Of course, we know that that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it, it's I, yeah. I really believe the same thing with life coaches. You have to find that mm-hmm. person that fits your need, that you, you can build exactly. that rapport with exactly. and you feel comfortable. But kudos you know to what? you for taking that, that step. I, I have actually been through a couple of therapists throughout the past year, licensed like psychiatrists, and I've been on medications for depression. Um Always having that stigma in the back of the mind that if I do this, if I continue to do this, there's something wrong with me. Um, and not wanting to admit that to myself, I would always discontinue the therapy, not take the medications, and I would just pretty much try to function um, one way in public and then getting home being a, a totally different person. Or to my close friends, it, those who I didn't run off or cut off, um, them knowing that there is definitely something wrong with the person that other people see in really the, the, the real me. Wow. I, I'm speechless here. I, I'm really, you have the interviewer completely speechless. Um, because, <laughs> yeah. again. Like I said, yeah, I was struggling. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what this would do, but I, I felt like, if, you know, in therapy, Chuck always says that, you know, you have to first admit that there is a problem because, Every time I would say something, I would always try to back it up. With, I do this because, or I had an excuse. Um, right. And I, I think I said on the show before that I had read that he who conceals his illness cannot expect to be healed. And I think I'm to a point in my life now where I know that great things um, are on the horizon, but 
this thing that has always held me back, um, and other people who believe in me much more than I believe in myself, I just think that I could do three, four, ten times much more than I already do if I would just believe in myself. And I'm to that point now where I'm really ready to just lay it out on the table so that I can start to put these pieces back together. Okay. So we're going through the process yeah. where the outside is going to match the inside. Exactly. exactly. Although I don't really know how much more work that means for me. Um, but no, no, no. No, we want you to be whole. We want you to be you know, Yeah. We'll just hire more people. It'll be okay. It will yeah, be, it'll okay. be okay. It will be okay. Dear God. It will be okay. Well, and well, do you again, know what? what the the re the whole reason that you came about is because I felt like the show wouldn't be a success for, for myself. I know I've told people that I didn't want to sit there and talk for myself, but the truth was behind the fact that I was afraid to do the show myself and for people to find out that I'm a phony or that I, wow. I'm a fake. So I was like, I need to bring more people to the table. And I've always done that. I've either pushed away people who were too close or um, I've just avoided situations altogether. I'm wonderful when I'm on the stage. I've created a, a, a really nice alter ego that I can function in full gear. You've seen me, like you said, you've seen me in action. But pretty yeah. much after that, I'm gone. I don't stick around too long because after that, you know, things start to unravel. And like I said, I, I never wanted to appear in my in my true light. So normally I either don't go to a function or I'm at a function very for a short period of time. And then after that, I'm either somewhere in a corner somewhere, tucked away, or I'm gone. You know, the only sad part, well, not the only sad part, but the the main thing that hits home with what everything you're saying, <laughs> I almost feel like you're mm-hmm. talking about me. So. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. That could be, that could be oh why we're so connected. Yes, Jesus. Yeah. So you know what? I, I don't have any more questions for you because if okay. I do, then we're going to get into my home turf. And as you already know, I confess everything to you. And we are live on air, so we're not going to do that tonight. Um, I've already shared my confession. So, you know, we're going to end it right here. But seriously, I will say thank God for your sharing that. Because the truth is there are so many people. I know because I myself am guilty. We are so good at helping everybody else. You know, we yeah. we are rock stars in the light of other people's, you know, eyes because, oh, my God, you always have the answer. You make me feel mm-hmm. so great. You know, you, you make mm-hmm. me feel not weird. You make me feel normal. And you can just pinpoint mm-hmm. my problem. But we, mm-hmm. we, we have a hard time doing that ourselves. And, and for exactly. the person who's so well regarded, who who is held in such high esteem by others, where do you go to get your refuel? You know, you, you have the image to maintain so mm-hmm. I'm crushed by the weight of my image. I'm crushed by the weight of how people esteem me. And it's like you're really boxed in where you can't say anything exactly. or you, you have a fear exactly. of saying things because that will mess up my well, image. you appear as a fake and then you will appear exactly. as, a, uh, as a hypocrite. When actually right. this is the realness. It, it, it's not right. that you're fake. It's not that you're right. phony. It's that right. no one has everything together. And you right. can operate, I think we, we've both shown that, you can operate extremely well in your gift because it is your gift. But sometimes we need help. 
sometimes yeah. we have things that we have to deal with. And you know what? Yeah. As you go through that process of dealing with it, it's more of a blessing to those people that you help. It, it, it really yeah. is. It creates opportunities for them, but it just shows how real you are and how much you're just like everybody else. And it encourages and motivates other people. So, again, thank you for confessing this. I know it couldn't have been easy. No, like it was not. <laughs> I didn't know what confessions you were going to give, so I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. that was the one. But, um, yeah. you know, as we always aspire to do on this show, we want to give voice to certain topics and certain issues. Right. And and, right. and we know we're not by ourselves. Exactly. 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 And I believe that's what you've done. So, Mr. Thank Will so Strayhorn, thank you again. You're and welcome. again, I'm going to need you not to, not to be talking about me, okay? Next time, <laughs> okay. I'm going to need you to you. share your confession on something that we do not share together. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Anything. It's something we don't share together. Right. But y'all heard it here. That is Mr. Strayhorn's yes. confession. Thank you. I am just, I'm just so proud of you right now. I, I can't, There, there's no words, and I think we're all feeling that on the panel. We are just so proud of you. I mean, I, I know, like I said, it's not easy but I think it's more people than not that have that image in the public light and no one, I mean, honestly, we look at people like Robin Williams. You're the funny person. So you make everybody laugh. People love you. And then we see what happened tragically where he committed suicide. Exactly. So, you know, you see the image, you see the, the glamour, you see the fame, you see whatever you want to see in that person, and you admire them, but you never know the personal struggles and the pains that they're going through. So I, I, I'm i almost speechless. I am just going to refer that right over to the therapist because I'm so speechless, I'm so proud, I'm, I'm so honored. I think that's just awesome and completely cheer you. But I, I would love to hear the professional insights and advice on this confession. I would just first of all say um, commend you for sharing that. And I know that it, it definitely has to be something difficult to share, especially when you're considering yeah. your professional image and the response that others may have. But I would encourage you to look at how many people you just helped because there are so many people who carry that and carry that weight and then it becomes overwhelming and they don't know how they don't know how to seek help. They don't, you know, feel that courage to go and find someone. I think you have made the great steps of going to find someone that you feel comfortable with, but you said something very key. You're at a place that you want to find the the source of the problem. So you're not going to quit. You're going to keep going, and that's going to make the difference. This time it's going to be different than any other time because you're ready. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes it takes for you. Um, my grandmother used to say this thing, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And mm-hmm. so sometimes it takes for you to get there to throw it all in, lay it all out and say, I, I need help, and I need to get to the, the source of this problem. Um, but that 
but having that of being, you know, I'm I'm able to help everyone else. Everyone sees me as, you know, this face of perfection and having it all together, but I don't feel that. And one of the biggest things that, that comes to mind for me, and I see it very often, is we have to give ourselves permission to not be perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have to give ourselves that's permission. The hard, that's the hard part. It yes, is God. very hard. It is very, especially when we don't feel like we're good enough, when we don't feel mm-hmm. like anything we do is good enough and we're not worthy of any accolades that we do receive. But giving giving ourselves permission to be imperfect, to be um to be in a sense just be human, to to live in the moment and to enjoy each moment as it is. And that takes time, especially when you've been in a place where you're trying to make everyone else happy while you're not happy. Mm-hmm. And so that takes some time to do that. Um, and so that means that you have to get to a place of making, putting yourself as a priority to where your happiness is is important as well. And then also realizing are the things that I'm doing that are making everyone else happy, are these things that I truly love or am I doing it just because I want everyone else to feel happy and not to feel the emptiness that I feel? Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have one. I have a question on that. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, you you can get to that place, like you said. You're ready. You're you're ready to change, and you're going through the steps. And you know, you have those moments where you feel like, okay, I, I'm I'm learning to. To accept this, I'm learning to to accept, like you said, um, it's not always about. I'm giving myself permission. I'm giving myself permission. Mm-hmm. What do you do when you have those moments where where, where you get it? Um, I ha- I have that confidence. I'm working through my issues, and, and and you're enjoying that. You're enjoying that bliss. But then you keep finding yourself retreating back. To the, to the low self-esteem, you find yourself um, retreating back to those feelings of low self-worth and, and, and lack of confidence. How do you keep mm-hmm. that healthy part and, and continue that? Because it seems like there's always that side that will pull and go, okay, now you're getting cocky. Now, now mm-hmm. you're getting cocky. Um, mm-hmm. You need to simmer down. You, you know, it's always that battle between the two voices, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Well, the the thing is, when you're when you're getting back into that battle, then you have to really go into that place within you. And I I use this um, theory that I I guess I kind of made it up for clients that I work with. What's the truth and what's a lie? Oh. And differentiating between what is the truth and what is a lie. So. What if you're telling yourself, "Oh, you're getting cocky"? What is cocky? What does that oh. mean? What does that look like? And really defining that. Okay, no, I'm not getting cocky. I'm not, you know, being arrogant. I'm not being rude. I'm not thinking I'm above others. I'm confident and I'm content with where I'm at. Then you tell yourself the truth, and when you tell yourself the truth, it kills a lie. The All thing right. is. You have to keep telling yourself that truth, and you have to surround yourself with positive truth 
to kill mm-hmm. and outweigh the lies. That's good. Yeah, because we, we all yeah. know that lies travel very quick, mm-hmm. and very they so. they almost seem like they have more power than the truth. But that's why you have to keep surrounding yourself with the truth and keep telling yourself the truth and repeating that to yourself over and over again. Anytime those little lies come up, come back to yourself with the truth. And I want to just point out in in that, absolutely thank you for that advice. But I want to point out this is why mental health counseling, therapists, Life coaches, I I said it when I was discussing this with Will, you know, you cannot do this alone. I mean, you have family, you have friends, but at some point with certain issues, you need professional help. And I think we we talked about it earlier in the show, the stigma. There Mm -hmm. is a perfect fit for everything. No, every therapist is not equal. Every life coach is not equal. But there is someone out there that is the perfect fit for you and for addressing the issues when you're ready to face that issue. Um, So definitely, I think everybody, I mean, I definitely think for the life coaches that we do have that are co-hosts, I thank you for your insight. Even in our just discussion with one another and giving our opinions, that was very insightful. But I have to thank Therapist Garrett. Because, you know, a lot of the things that you said, it wasn't just the advice you gave, but it's your demeanor. And and I've told you Mm -hmm. before, um, while I've watched you in action, you have this spirit that makes people comfortable. Where if if they have a stigma about what professional counseling is, if they would meet you, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I feel calm, I feel relaxed. So I don't feel like, you know, okay, I'm going to the doctor and I'm crazy and, okay, you know, you really got a problem now because you're sitting in front of a professional therapist. You just have that demeanor where it's relaxing, it's calming, you deal with the issues, you give a solid plan. And I think if people saw more of that side, maybe they would seek professional help. Maybe we could, you know, start tearing down those stigmas and and showing it's okay. This is what therapy is. This is what therapy is not. It's okay to say I have a problem, and it's okay to seek help. Um, So one more time, I just want you to give out your information on your practice, all your contact information, and where if someone is on this call tonight or they're listening later, they want to reach out, they want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Well, thank you. Thank you again for the opportunity. Um, The practice name is Renewed Perspectives Counseling and Consulting. Um, The contact number is 800-539-9360. We're also on Facebook, Renewed Perspectives, and it has Felicia Garrett, um, LPC, um, as well as the website is Renewed Perspectives, with an S, um, dot info. So definitely those are the best ways to contact us, 800-539-9360. I'm on Facebook, Renewed Perspectives. And it has Felicia Garrett as well, LPC. And then the website address is renewedperspectives.info. Yes. Just thank you. Thank you for everything you've done tonight. I think me and Will and maybe a few others might have to visit and have a couple additional sessions on your couch. But that's okay. Exactly. (laughs) That's okay. At least we know the issues we have and we're addressing them. So that's what's important. Right. Very important. Right. 
Yeah. Have a good evening, Miss Garrett. And we're gonna have to have thank you back you. on the show definitely again. Yes. Oh well, thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Well, team, that wraps up our show. I want to thank each of you for tuning in, and especially the new co-host. You did an awesome job tonight. Yes. Alicia, can you tell us what next week's show is about? Well, as you talked about earlier, next week's show is going to be Look the Part. Um, again, season two, we're going hard or going home. So we have a, a varied panel of guests. I mean, we have everyone from image consultants to stylists, even a personal trainer, um, and he's a well-known personal trainer. Actually, he scares me. So I, 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 I hear his tips on Facebook. <laughs> I, I follow him on Instagram, but I will not go in his office because I probably would walk out limping. But he is good at what he do, um, what he does. We will have them all on next week for our session on Look the Part. Um, everyone will share their expertise on how you can look the part from head to toe. And we're going to talk about what it means to look the part, whether it's professional, uh, whether it's casual, whether it's the persona that you want to create and be recognized in a certain way. So we'll discuss everything from diet, exercise, proper body garments, and the way you should dress according to your shape and more. So join us next Sunday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and, of course, you know all the contact information. That's right. Well, I want to give the opportunity to our new co-host, if you guys have anything that you want to say before we close this first show for the season. Anybody want to say anything? No? All right, they quiet. All right, then. All right. Yeah, that's okay. right. All right, well, it's cool. So just make sure that you tune in next week. Um, it's going to be a good show. I'm going to speak on next week, and I have some amazing people. Um, I'm, oh. I'm working on the surprise guest. Hopefully they'll come through. Look for the show flyer. But we're your hosts. My name is Will Strayhorn. And Alicia Brown. Make sure you tune in next week. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We ask that you visit www.letsfaceitradio.com for up-to-date information on future shows, special guests, advertising opportunities, and exciting interactive ways that you can be a part of the show. Join us next week, same time, same place, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? 
Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multipurpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multipurpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519. 